Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Uh-huh. What's the there's some damsels in the DM. Yeah. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah we see them, yeah we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please, yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Damsels in the DM season two. So as you guys can see, season two looks a little bit differently. We have two new co-hosts, Ash and Alejandro. (laughs) So we're so excited to introduce you guys and um, get started on our season two. We have a lot of really fun guests coming up and a lot of really important conversations. So Chloe ended up moving on to other opportunities and we already miss her so much. Um, Chloe is an incredible person. She's super talented and we know that she's going to go so far and maybe we'll have her on the podcast one day to hear about all of her new endeavors but yeah so why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourself and what made you want to take on the podcast yeah so I'm Ash as Lauren said I'm originally from Botswana which is a little country above South Africa I moved to America when I was like 17 for college and I ended up in the acting industry ended up in LA met Lauren who is amazing Um, I'm super passionate about you know social issues and what's going on in the world and just trying to make a difference as much as I can and so I thought this was an amazing opportunity to come on here and kind of just bring that in like kind of a spice of a brown girl into mm-hmm. this um into this show yeah. and also talk about dating because this is also very much a dating podcast and just bring my experiences in I've been on the podcast once before and I just had like the best time with the girls so I'm so excited to be a part of it Yay. I'm so excited to be a part of this too I'm <laughs> excited to share experiences uh, the trials and tribulations of what we're all going through I mean it's been an insane year But to know that we're still moving forward with positive and productive energy, it's really exciting. Um, I moved here to LA probably five years ago, 2016. Uh, I moved from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, No one really knows the suburbs, so I (laughs) say Detroit. But yeah, I was an educator. I moved out here for a job in publishing, but I wanted to bring stories to fruition. So I was excited to make something of myself by coming out here and... Fortunately, that's what brought me and Lauren together, and we were able to work on a really amazing project, and we're still seeing that come to light uh, in the public. So it's just exciting to feel the momentum, and I'm excited to join the pod and to share experiences with Ash, and I'm I'm ready to get this started. Yeah. Funny story is that Alejandro used to be my boss, actually. (laughs) Yeah, he hired me as his intern at said publishing company. Mm -hmm. Was I a good intern? Of course. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, 
that was cool. I mean, there were like there were several candidates. I remember that we were looking at, and um, it was a phone conversation. I remember having first, and it was just like right after the conversation, it was just like even during. I was like, no, this is it. There's no point in interviewing anybody else. And then, yeah, we had the in-person interview and it was just like, all right, let's just get started. And I was really dressed up for that interview, by the way, which like <laughs> kind of feels like a joke now. Like I wore heels to that interview and uh, people like showed them flip-flops to that company. It's California. Yeah. <laughs> In California. <laughs> and then Alejandro and I also um, worked on Defining Dodo together. Yeah, it was, he wrote it. And why don't you tell them a little bit about Defining Dodo and like um, how we can imply some of the things that we worked on Defining Dodo into conversations that we'll have on the podcast. Defining Dodo is a really beautiful collection of experiences that highlight what people go through coming from Latinx backgrounds, um, identifying as LGBTQIA. And also, we really wanted to focus on mental health Mm -hmm. and the extremes of, you know, someone even falling into something like suicide or battling with those feelings. And we really wanted to create this narrative where not only are we highlighting those issues, but we're also identifying uh, gender roles in the mm-hmm. workplace and how each of us can really build each other up and how we can really make a positive impact in each other's lives by just being honest, being truthful, being authentic, mm-hmm. rather than putting up different fronts. And, you know, just none of that's productive. But What's beautiful about Defining Dodo is the power of relationships, the power of celebrating each other, the power of helping each other come to a point of honesty and celebrating that authenticity. So I'm really looking forward to continuing those conversations here on the pod. So. Yeah, and I think we want to hear a little bit about your dating lives, both of you. Um, give give the people some personal information. Enough of this jibber jabber. We want the tea. The tea. Well, I'm currently single. I am in the market. I've been dating around, which has been cool. Um, I haven't really been going on dates. Like I haven't been on dates in a really long time because COVID kind of just took that away. But I'm slowly learning to date again. If you guys were uh, listen to my episode when I was on Damsels, um, I was, I think I was seeing someone at the time. I don't even know. It changes so much. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I've just, you know, I'm taking it one day at a time, one date at a time and just learning how to date um, without the intention of, finding my person like mm. just learning how to date to date and have fun and not put any expectations on it because I'm someone who puts big high expectations on people as soon as I meet them I'm like I you know I immediately am like oh my god our marriage our wedding how our family's gonna but like yeah. I don't even know the person but I think this is a great um time for me to kind of just date around and see what it's like to date just to date sure. yeah no I really respect that because I feel like you're so independent and mm-hmm. I really admire that about you. And there is like so much expectation, like to find your person. And like, I feel like it puts so much pressure when you're entering a relationship that mm-hmm. like, it has to be perfect. If things aren't going the way that like you had envisioned your perfect person ending up, like it just makes it so difficult to like actually just enjoy the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Cause all you're going to be thinking about is is this person going to be there for me? Is this person like, you know, like my perfect person, but you're forgetting that this person's a human being and just is like enjoy the day-to-day enjoy the present be there like be present otherwise you're gonna miss out on it and something's gonna happen you're gonna be like oh this person didn't work out because da 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 but like enjoy it you know Mm -hmm. yeah so it's been great I've been on the dating apps I went on a really cute date 
this guy with a really cute truck um picked me cute. up and, yeah he has like a it's a really cute like truck I'm not gonna say where or say who this person is but Kate Dalton um, had a truck it's a Chevy old school truck it's like one of those old school like iconic trucks that you see in this area that I live in that I'm not going to say because it's going to give the person away is it um, like blue it's blue it, I, that's cute yeah I, I don't know for some reason it's like, I think a, baby like blue. a beachy truck I yeah it has to be blue. it's a very beachy truck but I can't think of another color yeah we got Chulita which is this really Cute. amazing restaurant uh, Mexican restaurant that's like not too far away and we <laughs> I got tacos. Yum. I got some veggie tacos. Well, vegan tacos because that's the new life that I'm trying out. Are you doing vegan? Yeah. Oh, I'm vegan. Mm, I'm trying. Yeah, good for you. On the weekdays, I'm gonna try. Really try being vegan on the weekdays, and then on the weekends, um, I'll eat maybe seafood. Like just try other things. But I'm not on like actual meat. Like the most I'll do is pescatarian. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But trying to cut out the dairy. Uh, but I mean, even cutting out. The dairy and the, the <laughs> meat, like oh my god! I also tried focusing on pescatarianism, and yeah. that was a process most recently because there's this documentary. Yeah, it's a documentary uh, called Sea Spiracy. Yes, yeah, everybody's talking oh about Sea Spiracy. This person that I went on a date with told me not to watch Sea Spiracy because he took me to a sushi restaurant here in Wabi, and he was you like, "Don't." He's like, "Don't." He was like, don't watch it because you're just going to be turned off by trying right. seafood. Okay, I'm a baby when it comes to seafood. Yeah. I'm really just testing out the waters right now. I was just going to say, this pescatarian thing coming from you is BS. Because, like, what fish are you eating? <laughs> I know. I just <laughs> ate sushi. That's it. Like, the only <laughs> fish that I eat. What fish are you eating? Because I made her get sugar fish. And she was, like, not even down for that. But I still ate it. And you I liked it. it. You did. Okay, so we yeah. have, like, I tried, like, I'm not, that's why I'm saying I'm not a strict vegan because I am open to trying this, like, pescatarian, like, really lifestyle yeah. on the weekends. Lifestyle. I'm open to it. Mm-hmm. You open, you <laughs> opened my freaking palate, okay? <laughs> she was like, here's some albacore and here's some tuna and salmon. Eat it. And it was literally, like, raw fish. I'm like, oh, okay. But it was actually really good. But so what sushi are you eating then when you went to Wapi? Um, I don't, I know that there was like Toro in it, mm. um, salmon. I think there was like a shrimpy one, but shrimpy. yeah, it had like a shrimp tail coming out the side and I'm like, I'm not eating that. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, guys, in the months that uh, we haven't been recording, I've really taken to saying bull to everything like B-O-H. I don't know why. It's just like my term of expression at this point. Yeah. Actually, I do know why. It's because when it's a girl thing, my uh, web series was like being considered in film festivals. It went to this one in France and the feedback given on the film was why these two girls so beautiful and the men so stupid. Dot, dot, dot. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you think that like pretty girls are like stupid guys? Welcome to America, bitches. Oh my God, <laughs> seriously story of my life yeah <laughs> you didn't tell us about your love life yes my love, life. love life was really adventurous I honestly avoided dating for the longest time mm-hmm. um or what I noticed uh was that like I would have an expiration date of like two months maybe mm-hmm. at the most of talking to someone and then I was like I was out I mentally checked out because I was just like this is working you know it could have been fucking farted in the car or mm-hmm. something you could just Something not even you know, that's an extreme case, but um, yeah, it was always something that I put off because I was just like, no, like I don't want to let that distract me from my goals and you know what I want to do with my life, my career. Uh, but yeah, once I moved to LA, that's when I got into my first relationship, and we're still together. It's been a really cool learning opportunity. How long has it been now? Um, 
2004, four years now. Yeah, it's going on four years. Because I remember like hearing about him mm-hmm. when we worked together. Yeah. And that was 2017. That was 2017. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's insane. It's, I mean, and you guys lived together. Yeah, we moved in together um, a year after. And it's been a wild journey. It's been amazing to be able to like learn so much about not only another person, mm-hmm. but about myself. And just like what you were saying about expectation uh relinquishing that yes from my mind was such a big process that like was significant in the beginning and it's like I feel like I'm always learning about like letting go of whatever sort of like forethought I had about a certain thing and um it's been really cool I did not expect to grow in this way when mm-hmm. I moved out here, but shit, I'm I'm here for it. So hell cool. yeah. Well, and I think it's a really good point that you bring up too, because like I feel like people when you think about getting into a relationship and you worry about it like taking you away from your career and stuff, like relationships really should just enhance whatever mm-hmm. you're doing and like support yeah. it. They shouldn't be something that's so all-encompassing that you feel like you have to put energy into it. Right. And I think the value of just like having that person as like a sounding board for 100%. ideas so significant yeah so significant just like you know it's it's nice when you can be like so intimate and you know you have your romantic moments but then it's like when you can just like bounce off like something that might be so stupid in your head but then it's like oh shit like it, it actually hit someone well like yes. to get that sort of like positive reinforcement is always really cool yeah, because we talk a lot about it on the podcast about like um, stage boyfriends, because mm. I always talk about how like Brian will help me with my mm-hmm. self tapes and like whatever, like random BS things I'm doing lately. And um, we just filmed our photo shoot for like our new logo and everything for damsels. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the photo shoot, he wore these like um, white jeans. And didn't he like do rips into the jeans? He did do some. Rips <laughs> the jeans. He did do some. <laughs> there was the jeans came with uh a few holes already in but i had asked him like the morning of i was <laughs> scrambling around trying to get my makeup together and I, he was just saying how can i help what can i do and i was like please make some more holes that's so sweet, it was really sweet for him to ask you like how can i help like that is just like one thing yeah you need like you know like just having someone who you know has your back like that is just amazing that it you have that really really sweet and even the day before like he was driving around with me and trying to pick up whatever I could find and these sort of makeup things and clothing so it's been magical but when you pull out the jeans I was like oh my god like, the holes actually look really good like he did a good job and you, you were like oh no he didn't do those ones he did this like little tiny hole on the side like I said, the jeans came with holes already generated in them. Where he, he, he tried. He tried his hardest. Alejandro, <laughs> let it be alone. No, that his boyfriend did not do the really cool one. He yeah. this tiny little hole right here that you can't even see. Literally. <laughs> like, no, no, I got <laughs> But stage boyfriends, I need one. You said you had Brian. You said you have your boyfriend. And I was like, I need a stage boyfriend. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So just, useful. It's like another an assistant, but absolutely, it is an absolutely like an assistant yeah, with more benefits. Exactly. Yeah. And another set of eyes when it comes to audition tapes. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. But you know what I will say that like I feel like for your auditions because you don't have like a boyfriend like a go to person who you're just gonna make them mm-hmm. I feel like you end up getting better readers. I do because Brian ain't it. <laughs> Let me tell you, like his acting is highly questionable. <laughs> 
love it. Thank you so much. But then in auditions, they're always like, oh, like, it doesn't matter what your reader is. Like, it's just about you. Like, we just want to see your acting. No, it matters. Keep the volume. But I do feel like it matters because of, like, what they're giving you, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, hard not to listen to if your reader is so bad. Yeah. That I feel like you end up getting people who, like, are better. I, one of my friends, he's an actor, but I asked him to help me with a self-tape um, for this, like, co-star role. And it was a girl that he had to read for, and he literally put on like a girly voice. Oh my God. Like, I can't focus with you doing that. Like, we had to do it so many times because he had to play a guard to, and he was like, No, you will not be let in. And then the girl was like, Yeah, but I'm like, Jace, I literally cannot, like, I cannot focus, like, when you're giving me this. Just read like a normal person. <laughs> so you get that too. Yeah, for sure. But, um, I do think that it's more of a time suck because then you have to like, yeah. pick out who you're going to want and then you have to be like dependent on their schedule. Yes. And yeah. that's exactly what it's been, especially now that I'm in all the way in Venice, it kind of sucks because none of my like acting friends live around here. So I it's know. like hard to get someone to just quickly pop on over. Um, and then like my setup's in the garage. I don't have Wi-Fi there. So I need to figure out a way to like be able to record on my phone and also have somebody like on FaceTime. Um, but we're learning. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Work in progress. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Brian is still around. No surprise to anyone. <laughs> still have him. Um, but we do have like a little dilemma that I'd love to hear your thoughts on. So Brian um, is going to North Carolina with his family mm-hmm. on my birthday, which I am okay with. Like, I don't think we need to be together on my birthday, but he feels like I should just go to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um and that, like, we could celebrate my birthday, like, at another time. Like, it does. then you don't need to celebrate your birthday on the day. But I feel like, while I really do love his family so much, that, like, on my birthday, I would rather be with, like, my family or, like, mm-hmm. my friends, you know? Mm-hmm. But do you think that, like, how important are birthdays? Like, is the question. How important is the actual day? And, like, am I being obnoxious or uh, is it obnoxious to ask? I think it's so reasonable for you to do whatever you mm-hmm. feel is right for your birthday. It's your moment. It's the day you came into this universe, this right. thing that we call life. Yeah, and you're celebrating that life. So do whatever you want to do. Hell yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, I don't really care about my birthdays because of what I was talking about, the high expectations of other people. Mm, yeah. And I've been let down a lot on my birthday. So now for my birthdays, I just like like to keep it chill and just like I don't like attention on it at all. Mm. Yeah. So I do things that are very chill. Like for my birthday, I went to New York to see the guy that I was dating. It was super chill. We didn't make a big deal out of it. It was like, it was just really lovely. It was very low key and exactly what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But if you like your birthdays and you want to like celebrate your birthdays, do that. You don't. But not even that like I care about being celebrated, but like even though you like a low key birthday, you're still making that decision. That's true. To have a low key birthday. Yeah. Like, you're still deciding what you want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I feel like if you're with somebody's parents, it's like a little bit more like harder to call the shots. You know what yeah, I mean? And like, right. there's more like, I mean, I'm sure that I could say like, I want to do this or whatever, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know. You just don't have as much like, I want to go to this donut shop or I want to go like do all these things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's way less freedom. I think when you're dealing with someone else's family, where you're always on guard. Right. Yeah. I mean, like there's always some sort of like lens. This is mm-hmm. my family self that I'm presenting. I mean, it's obviously not like fake, but it's still like protected or guarded. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I think mm-hmm. your birthday is like a moment where you could just kind of like release all yeah. inhibitions and just like, right. And to feel like all the planning is geared toward celebrating you mm-hmm. and your birth would be nice rather than it being around 
a family function that might not. Right. Yeah, it's. Would you I be celebrating see. your birthday in North Carolina or no? Like, what would you be on your actual birthday? It would be on my actual birthday. So that's the reason that it's like a discussion mm-hmm. because Brian also like is the king of doing things on his birthday. Like he was in like Brackenridge, <laughs> like for his like last few birthdays. So he's like, you know, so full of it to be like, oh, I can <laughs> celebrate my birthday on the actual day. But he says that he, that he's like all for celebrating your birthday, but he doesn't think it needs to happen like on, on the, the day. actual day. Yeah. Because like the weekend they picked is like July 9th through the like 10th. I must be July 9th to like the 15th and mine's mm-hmm. the 11th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that like you need to do like a massive celebration on your birthday or anything like that, but I still feel like you want to be able to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And another little thingy that's happened to me is that I just got a dog named Ernie, uh, who I rescued from South Korea. He's a black miniature poodle. In the time we haven't been recording Damsel's episodes, my dog Dandy passed away. And I was really sad about it. And I know that like people respond to death in different ways, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And like, for me, like I had that dog since I was maybe like 10 when my parents divorced mm. and you have like some like really strong connections yeah. to some dogs yeah. and they really do feel like family members, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So when he died, honestly, like that day I started looking for another dog because I just like wanted the presence of mm-hmm. an animal. And that was literally the day I applied for Ernie and I didn't in a million years think that I would get him. But I'm telling you guys this because I really want to be with Ernie on my birthday. Like, when I think about, like, who do I want to be with most on my birthday, it's Ernie. Oh my God. Sorry, Ryan. Love you, though. I mean, you're a dog mom now, you know? Yeah. Like, you have a little kid. Like, yes. of course you want to hang out with your dog on your or your new dog, too, that you haven't really spent that much time with on Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. By the way, Ernie is super cute. I saw she forced me to follow his Instagram. I got a very aggressive text message from her being like, with a screenshot of the people that Ernie follows and who doesn't follow him back. Why aren't you following my dog yet? I'm like, I didn't even know you had the dog. (laughs) Because the adoption agency asked me to make him an Instagram. And honestly, the Instagram has been like the most fun for me. Like I'm loving writing these captions because I feel like my public Instagram feels very curated. Like you're kind of, you have to use social media, like as an actor yeah, for like to promote yourself kind of, you know what I mean? So like uh, everything that I'm posting on Instagram, it feels like, I don't know, like I've thought through it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be as blunt maybe on social media as I would be like in real life. Whereas like Ernie's Instagram is getting like the private content. Like I feel like Ernie's Instagram is my version of a Finsta. Yeah, it is. It It really is your Finsta. No, because I would never post the shit that I'm posting there on regular Instagram. We do love Ernie's Instagram page. I think you should pimp it out and tell them what his handle is so they can all follow him. Well, I'll think about whether I'm going to accept your request or not after I just gave you guys information that it's all of my personal private content being posted on Ernie's Instagram, but it is Ernest Worthing Harris because he's named after the importance of being earnest. Um, and I made him watch importance of being earnest. Oh, he wasn't down. No, and he wasn't not, not down, but like he wasn't really engaged, you know, but like, he's also a foreign dog. He's like, what is this American life? Yeah. Like, why are they making me watch this? My mom watched Parasite with him and, and uh, Minari. Cause she was like, I think that like, they'll understand it. And then she took him to like a Korean shop uh-huh. and she's like, can you talk to my dog? Oh, my- God. And she was like, I don't have a dog. Like, what do people say to dogs? And my mom was like, just say like hi. And she was like, hi, dog. Oh my God. Because he knows all of his tricks in Korean. So yeah. I'll literally be like, Song, hi, play, Anja, Ontario. 
and he knows them all in Korean. Wow. Oh, and you learned the tricks like, in Korean from him. You are yeah. so, what a sweet mom. Thank you so much. Wow. Yeah. Love that. I want to learn Korean now. Damn. You, can if you, you want to talk to Ernie, you got to learn I think it. I need to learn some Korean so I can engage with him. <laughs> Somebody said to me, they were like, Lauren, it's so big of you that you're not like teaching the dog English. Like you're just learning <laughs> Korean. And I was like, I never crossed my mind actually that I should teach him English. Like at no point was I like, I should try to tell him these commands in English. I was like, he knows them in Korean. We're speaking Korean. We're going to learn Korean. Yeah. Learning his native tongue. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm like so dual language. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, speaking of dog commands, my brother um, babysits or dog sits his neighbor's dog, which is a very cute dog. And all of his commands are Harry Potter spells. Oh my God. And so my brother was like, I have this whole list of Harry Potter spells to learn for this dog because he doesn't know what sit is or like, Oh, like comrades, so cool. <laughs> like it's all Harry Potter commands. Damn, somebody just one upped me. Yeah, I thought I was cool. Now I'm no, not even that cool. So, you're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Harry Potter commands for dogs. That's pretty sick, honestly. Yeah, I think so. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in today to our first episode of season two. Um, we're going to be recording lots more episodes. The new formatting for the episodes is basically that they're going to be a host episode where we just jibber jabber and talk about you guys are welcome to write in and give us suggestions for topics that you want to hear us like deliberate girl talk about. Um, and then we'll do guest episodes. So it'll be like bi-monthly every other week. Post episode, guest episode, post episode. Um, and we figure that way it's just like because the guest episodes were running a little bit long. That way you guys really get to understand and hear the guests and we save like our chit-chatting about ourselves and our lives for the other episodes. But um, again, feel free to write your suggestions in for topics. Always please write us your letters. We definitely love hearing what's going on with you guys and what we can be of help for. Um, and we're still accepting them in the DMs. You can still write in on the website or to our personal handles. Maybe you guys should share those. Yeah, mine is at Osh, A-A-S, H-H-H-H-H-H it's five H's <laughs> and I'm at Insouciant Writing on Instagram yes so we are so excited to continue chatting until next time it's going down in the DMs bye there's some damsels in the DM. yes queen <laughs> tell us what's the vibe uh-huh. what's the vibe there's some damsels in the DM. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah we see them, yeah we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please, yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.